This is the Daf Yomi Masechta Review, Masechta Soita, tape number one. This review is only meant for people who learn Daf Yomi on a regular basis or those who have learned through the Masechta. It is the goal of this review to be as accurate as possible in summarizing the highlights and key klalim of the Masechta. However, it is possible that on occasion something will not be reflected correctly. For subscription information, call us toll-free at 1-888-DAF-YOMI or write DAF-YOMI Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952. This tape is dedicated in, in memory of Morena Harav, Yaakov Kamenetsky, Zechet Tzadik Levrocha. Our Magadshia is Rabbi Yossi Heber. The halachas of Saita are written before in the Torah in Parshas Nasai, Parakeh from Sukkim Yud Aleph to Lamed Aleph. In order for a man's wife to become a Saita, two things must take place first, Kinoi and Stira. Kinoi means the husband specifically said to his wife, don't go into a secluded room with such and such a man. Stira means she is seen going into a private room with the man for a period of time and she remains secluded with him for a period of time long enough for Tuma. Once these two things happen, she becomes a Saita and she is brought to the base of Migdash and drinks the Mayim Hama'arim, the special waters of the Saita, as well as other procedures which happen there. These waters will reveal to us if she in fact was Tame, i.e. she had an affair, so to say, or she is innocent and was falsely accused. If it ends up that she is in fact Tame, she suffers terrible Yusurim from the Me Saita. If, however, she is Tahar, she is rewarded with wonderful children. Now, if an Aishas Ish is Mizana, and two Adim see her being Mizana, or see her secluded in a room for a period of time in order to, to become Tame, she becomes Usr to her husband, she becomes Usr to the person who was Bail her, and she becomes Usr to eat Truma. She'll probably lose her Ksuba as well. And the Mishnah says here on Daf Beis Amaral, if a person warns his wife, i.e. with Kinoi, not to go into a private room with another man, according to Rebbe Eliezer, in order for her to become a Saita and have to drink the special Meisaita, the Mayim Amarim, the Kinoi must be done in front of two witnesses. But for Stira, i.e. to see whether she actually went into a room with another man, that does not need two Adam. According to Rabbi Yeshua, both Kinoi and Stira need two witnesses. I, the Mishnah asks, how does Kinoi work? Mishnah answers, the husband warns her not to go into a secluded place with another man, and she ends up doing it anyway. If, however, the husband dies before she has a chance to drink the Mayim HaMa'arim, then if there happens to be a brother there who would normally do Yibam, we don't do Yibam, but we only do Chalitza. And the Gemara asks, Why is the Parsha of Saita in the Torah right next to the Parsha of Nazir? Of all places, why was it placed there? The Gemara answers, Shekal HaRaya Saita B'Kilkulay, Yazir Atzmai Minayayin. If a person sees a Saita under these circumstances, he should then, as a matter of tshuva, so to say, he should remove himself from drinking wine by becoming a nazir. Practically, so if the parsha of Saita is first in the Torah, why wasn't it the first Masechta here in Seder Nashim? Why wasn't it uh, right after Ksubis? Gemara answers, in Ksubis we had Parakamadir that talked about Nadarim. So first we learn Nadarim, then we learn nazir, then we learn Saita. The Gemara says that gives a person a wife whose mices are consistent with his own actions. And assigning a wife to a man is very, very difficult. In fact, it's as hard as Kriyas Yamsuf. Kashin Zvugin Kriyas Yamsuf. Aide Gemara asks, how does HaKadosh Baruch Hu assign a wife according to the actions of a man? A wife is decided on even before a person is born. 
So we can't wait to see what his mices are. We know that the assignment is made even before he's born. Arbayim yayim kaidem itziris havlad, bas kol yotzeis, v'yomeres, bas plaini leplaini, bias plaini leplaini, soda plaini leplaini. Forty days before a man is born, it's decided who his wife is going to be, what his house is going to be, and what fields he's going to own. Rashi, by the way, explains from Masechtas Nida that there is a special malach who brings the Shaduchim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for his decisions. And here the Gemara answers, the first marriage of a person is Lafidis Mazel, which is decided upon 40 days before he's born. However, the second wife that he has, if he has a second wife, that's according to Lafi Maisov. The morale explains that Kriyas Yamsuf is difficult because it separates water from water against the laws of nature. So too with Shaduchim. That's the connection. That's why Kashin Zvugin Kriyas Yamsuf. To bring two people from totally separate backgrounds together, that's also amazingly difficult. And technically, it's against the laws of nature in order for it to be successful because these two people come from totally separate backgrounds. Just like Kriyas Yamsuf is against the laws of nature, so too is this. That's why we say the analogy Kashin Zvugin Kriyas Yamsuf. Then Iri, by the way, points out that Kan Bezugrishan, Kan Bezivugshani, which we mentioned before in speaking about which Shidduch ends up taking place and which is decided before the person is born and which is Lofim What does this mean? This doesn't mean, according to the Me'iri, that we're referring to first wife, second wife, but rather, even though Mazel decides in a Shidduch, i.e., it's decided upon before a person is born, but if a person has the right Maisem, he does the right things, then he can rise above the Mazel and bring himself a different wife who really wasn't predestined originally. The Skver Rebbe Zechren Labracha asks, why do we need to go through the whole process of looking for a shidduch at all? Why do we have to go out with people and go out for a period of time? It's all predetermined anyways. So let's just wait, make no hishtadlis, and the right girl will come along because 40 days before a person is born, it's decided anyway who it's going to be. So the Skver Rebbe answers, we know that by Kriyas Yamsuf, Kashin Zvugin Kriyas Yamsuf, by the original Kriyas Yamsuf, Klal Yisrael went into the Yamsuf and actually came out on the exact same side that they went in. So what was the accomplishment? If they came out on the same side they went in, what was the miracle that happened? He answers, there was a Kriya. It was a Kriya Yamsuf. Klal Yisrael was able to see that. Klal Yisrael was able to see the Yad Hashem. And all the Mitzrayim ended up dying. So there were a lot of things that were accomplished, despite the fact that they came out the same side they went in. Same thing is true with Shaduchim. Sometimes the final result is something very simple, something that we knew all along. A person who we may have known from down the block, in fact. But Akash Baruch Hu wants us to make the Heshtadlis and go through our own mini Kriyas Yamsuf before we come to the end and final result. The Gemara says if there was Kinri and Stira and an aide Echad saw them go into a room privately for a period of time, the woman does not drink the Meisaita, but she becomes Asr to her husband and she goes without a Ksuba. Because here there was only an aide Echad, there weren't two Edim. In the Torah, the term aid, when the Torah says aid, always means two Edim, even when it uses the term aid. Unless Beferish, it says Eid Echad. Then it's referring to an Eid Echad. Otherwise, it's always referring to Shnei Eid. Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yehudah's Shita in Rabbi Eliezer is that Kinoi warning can be even with an Eid Echad, but Stira needs to be with two Eidim. Therefore, today, a person shouldn't even privately say to his wife, don't go into that room with this other person, because we need to be Chayshish for the Shita of Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yehudah, that Kinoi is possible and may even be Chal even with one Eid. The Rambam Paskins, even Bizman Hazah, if a man warns his wife and they see her go into a private room with the particular stranger that she was warned about, although there's no May Saita and there's no procedure today for a Saita, she still becomes Usr to her husband. That's why we have to be very careful with these types of warnings. And the concept of Kina comes from the word Kina, 
which means creating bad feelings with other people. Rameir says when a person does an Avera in private, Hashem announces it in public, Bahakraza. Reish Lakir says a person isn't over an Avera unless a Ruach Shtus takes him over. The Gemara asks, why does the Torah believe in Eid Echad for a Saita? Gemara answers, since the Eidus is only after a valid Kinoy and Stira, where there were more Eidim. A person doesn't warn his wife unless a Ruach Tuma comes over him. According to Rabbi Yishmael, Kinoy to one's wife is a Rishus. According to Rabbi Akiva, it's a Chayv. There are many other machlekas and inshas where Rabbi Yishmael holds a certain thing is a rishus, but Rabbi Akiva, he holds it's a chayv. The Gemara says sometimes the Torah repeats an entire parsha just to be mechadish one halacha. And we say, when there is nus in a house, it destroys the whole house, like a bug gets into a plant. Anger, in the same way, can also destroy an entire house. Rabbi Chizda said, before Klai Yisrael was chayta with Arayis, the Shechina rested in everyone's house. Rabbi Shmuel Ben-Achmeini says, Every mitzvah that a person does in this world precedes him in Olam Haba. An Avera follows him, however, to his Yem Hadin. How long is the duration of time for Stira to be Chal, and this in conjunction with Kinoi would make her Asr to her husband? The more answers, it must be a shear for her to become Tameh via Bia. Exactly how long this is, is a Machlaikas Amirayim. All of the Amirayim established their Shiurim of how long this Bia needs to be from their own experience except Ben Azai, who was never married. Others said he was married, but he was separated from his wife. The Gemara says anyone who eats bread without washing the Tila Sidayim, it's like he has nus with a zaina. Rebbe Zerika says, anyone who doesn't wash the Tila Sidayim will be uprooted from this world. Rebbe Chia says, when you wash the Tila Sidayim before a meal, you must hold your hands upwards. But for Maya Machreinim, you keep your hands downward, so as to wash off the Melach Sidaimis, which may pollute the hands and can cause blindness. We know from different Gemaras, the reason we wash Maya Machrena is because of this Melach Sedaimus, a certain type of, of salt which is on a person's hands, and if a person touches his eyes, he could blind himself. Yep. The Mishnah Brura, Simit Kufsamach Bey's Sifkat and Tess, adds that a person should be sure when he washes the Tila Sedaim that the water should reach all parts of his hands and fingers. Anyone who eats bread, the Gemara says, without drying his hands, it's like eating Miasa bread. The Torah and the Beis Yosef hold that the bracha of the Tilas Yadayim is made before washing his hands. Over Las Yasan. The Mechaber, quoting Taisvis, holds that first you wash your hands, then you make the bracha. The Ramah says, drying hands is part of the mitzvah, therefore you're supposed to wash, then you make the bracha, then you dry your hands. So it's sort of like over Las Yasan. This is how we do it today. But the Evid, if you make the bracha after drying, you're still Yadze. The Magan Avram adds that one shouldn't dry his hands in his shirt, since it's Kashal Shikha brings a person, a, sort of a klala, that a person will forget a lot of his learning. According to the Beis Yosef, as long as one uses a revius in the netila, only one pouring of water is necessary on each hand. The Rajba and the Ravid, as well as the Gra, say that one should always do two pourings on his hand, two on each hand. The Arizal holds one needs three pourings on each hand. The Gemara says any person who is conceited will end up being nichshal in Eshesish. And Rava says the learning of Torah is more chashev than rubies, and more chashev when the Kain Gadol goes into the Kaidish Kadashim on Yom Kippur. The Gemara says a Balgaiva is likened to many bad people, including a Ayvid Avaydazara and a Kaifer Be'ikar. And even if he was Makabal Torah from Aisha Rabbeinu, he won't be shielded Medina Shal Gehenna. Dafhei. Ravavira said any person who is too lofty will be reduced down, but a humble person will have the Shechina come down to him, like the Shechina came down to Har Sinai. 
people should learn from the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our Creator, and that we should be humble like HaKadosh Baruch Hu treated Har Sinai, and the Sneh, the burning bush, which, were, which really weren't that high, and yet the Shechina came down to them anyway. Rebbe Lazar said, any person who's a Balgaiva will not be Zeche to Tchias HaMesim. And Hashem says on them that we can't be both together in this world. There's not room for both of us. The Gemara says, if a person speaks Lashon Hara, Hashem says that he will destroy them. We know how bad it is to speak Lashon Hara. In fact, we know that on Yom Kippur, which is the only time of the year that the Kain Gadol goes into the Kaddish Kadashim, one of the tefillahs that he says when he's in the Kaddish Kadashim is a tefillah to be Machaper for Lashon Hara. The Gemara says that Talmud Chacham is supposed to have a little bit of pride, one-eighth of what he deserves, and it becomes like a crown on him. Chizkiyahu says, a person's tefillah is not heard unless he makes himself soft in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Balatanya adds, this means coming to the madrega of total bittel to the Rabbi Nishlaim. Rabbi Yechonet says, Adam, the word Adam, man, is the Russia Tevis, Afar, dust, Dam, blood, and Mara, secretions. This shows us how low we really are. And finally, the Gemara says, any person who calculates his worth, i.e. the schar of mitzvahs, the Einish of Averis, and he does this on a regular basis, he will be Zeicheh to the Yeshua of Hashem. Tafav. If a woman is a Saita and then her husband dies, is there a mitzvah Sibam or not? Rabbi Yisif says there is not. The Mishnah. Here are cases where a person, where a woman cannot eat truma, even if she's a Baskayan. Number one, if she concedes Tmea Anilach before she drank the Mesaita. Number two, if Adim came and said she was Tame. Number three, she refuses to drink. Number four, he refuses to let her drink. And finally, number five, the husband was Baaleha after Kinu Yistira. She can't drink, but is Usr in Truma. At that point, she can't drink anymore, but she's still Usr in Truma. And the Gemara says, Asaita is about to drink the water. If at that moment there is a witness in the world that knew she was Mitame, the water won't work because it is only effective if no one alive knows anything about it. Others disagree. Rebbe says, if a woman has schusim, even if she's Tameh, when she drinks the Mesaita, nothing will happen to her. Rabbi Shimon argues, and says that schusim cannot change the Mesaita in your favor, because if they did, people would be might see Shemra on an innocent woman, and say, really, she was Tameh, but the Mesaita didn't hurt her, since she had schusim. The Gemara says, once a mincha goes into a klisharis, even if it was done bitos, the mincha becomes chulen. There are four parts to the avoida of a carbon, as we know. Shechita, Kabbalah, Hailacha, and Zrika. Shechita is shechted, killing the animal. Kabbalah is taking the blood into a keli. Hailacha is carrying up to the mizbeach. And Zrika means sprinkling on the blood. For a mincha, we have four corresponding parts. Number one, the kmitza, which is taken in the hand. Number two, putting it into a clay sharis. Number three, Hailacha. And finally, number four, Haktara. If the kamitza was done and the husband died, or she dies, it's already at that point where the kamitza had already been done, so they have to burn the carbon. And if in the middle of the process they found that the Adam who gave Kinyo Yistira were Adam Zaymimin, so then the whole mincha is puzzle. And finally, the Gemara says if a saita drinks the mesaita, sota waters, without any apparent fatal consequences, she's considered to be innocent and is permitted to return to her husband. The Mishnah, however, says, as we mentioned before, even at this point, if two witnesses were to testify to her guilt, they are believed. There's a machlekes between Rabbi Sheshes and Rabbi Yosef as to the exact logic behind this. Taisvis deliberates whether the same halacha of accepting edus, even subsequent to her drinking the mesaita, applies also to a case of an eid echad, to a single witness. Taisvis concludes that since in regard to saita, a single witness was given 
the same credibility as two witnesses, since there's Raglayim Ludagavar, there's circumstantial evidence, i.e. she was suspiciously secluded with another man. Therefore, the Eidachad is believed to testify even after she partook in the Saita drink, just as we believe two witnesses. The Rabbam, however, in Hilchah Saita Perik Gimel, disagrees with Taisus and maintains that a single witness in Eidachad is not believed to testify to a Saita's guilt once she partook in the Saita drink. Tafzayim. After Kinyo's Thira, the husband takes his wife to the local Bezda. If, based on the testimony, they find her potentially guilty, she becomes a Saita, and they take her to the Bezdin Hagodol in Yerushalayim, accompanied by two Talmidei Chachamim. This is to be sure, the husband isn't Ba'alaha, which would possible the Mesaita from being effective, as we mentioned before. Rabbi Yehuda says, he's believed without Adam. And the Gemara says, you need two Talmidei Chachamim present to ensure that there's no Yichud on the trip with the woman. Or, maybe you need two Talmidei Chachamim to be sure that there would be two Adam if he was Ba'alaha. I think Amara asks, Sota is Osir as a lav. Nida is Osir midaraisa. I.e. this Karas. So if a man is believed regarding his wife that he wasn't Bala when she was a Nida, why should we need Adam regarding the man Yichas with his wife who's a Saita? The Gemara answers, you can argue the Kavachemer the other way. Nida is believed since eventually she becomes Mutter at the end of the monthly cycle. So the Yetzirah isn't that strong. Mashenkin, if she becomes proven Osir as a Saita, he can never return to her. Therefore, that's a bigger reason that he shouldn't be believed. The Mishnah. The Bezdin and Yerushalayim challenge her and warn her that she should admit guilt if she's guilty. Otherwise, she'll die a terrible death via the Mesaita. And they tell her nicely that she'll be forgiven if she admits, since people do make mistakes, like Yehuda and Ruvain. They made mistakes. The reason we say this is to help give, to give her the courage to admit if she, in fact, is guilty. If she admits, then she's Tetzebe like Suva. However, there's no Misa, of course, since there were no Edom. If she says, I'm innocent, we take her to the Sharon Nikonar on the Beis Hamigdash, which is the eastern gate of the Azara, which is between the Ezra's Nashim and the Ezra's Yisrael. This is the same place where a Mitzayra, or Yeletus, comes for Tahara. At the Shar, at this gate, the Kayan grabs her garment and undoes her hair and takes off her jewelry in order to embarrass her. And all women in the area who are around should come and see this as a Musar. And the Gemara asks, why do we need the Bezdin Hagadol? Why do we need 71 judges here? Our answer is, by Saita it says, Kol HaTayra, and by Zoket Mamre it says, Al Pi which could only be handled by the Bezdin Hagadol. The Gemara says, the bones of Yehuda rolled around in the Kever while Bnei Yisrael was in the Midbar, until Moshe Rabbeinu was mispal to Hashem. From the Pasuk of Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda, we learned about these tefillahs. When a loan is paid back, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you simply rip up the Shtar, Halva. And therefore, it was paid off. That's it. But according to Rabbi Yaisi, the Malva actually keeps the Shtar, but gives the Leva a receipt that it was paid off. So the particular Shtar still exists, which of course could create trouble later on. If in fact the person loses the receipt, the Malva could come back and say, you never paid me back. Tavchas. The fact that they moved the site up to the base Hamigdash, the reason we do all of this, is in order to give her time to think about the consequences. The same way we move around the Ede Misa, people who come to testify, and they testify to the point that a person could be put to death because of their testimony, we also move them around so they'll have time to ponder how serious their Edus really is. The Gemara says there are three people who are brought to the Sharnikana, a Saita, a Yeladas, and a Mitzayra. They all come at the point of Mechusre Kapara, since they're not allowed into the Azara before that point. How about a Zava? Our answer is, they're included 
in Yeladis. But Azov is also included, just part of Yeladis. Mara says two saitas do not drink the mesaita at the same time, since either one may influence the other one, Rabbi Yehuda says, because of Xeris HaKasav of Oysa, meaning her alone. In fact, we wouldn't do them anyway together, even without these reasons, because of the klal of Ein Oysin Mitzvahs, Chavilas Chavilas. We don't do mitzvahs in bunches. Not two saitas, not two mitzvahs, not two avadim, or not two egla arufa. However, the Gemara says that this halacha only applies if you have one kayan doing it together. But if you have two kahanim, then it's okay to do them together. Rashi explains that the svara behind the klal of Ein Oysin Mitzvahs Chavilas Chavilas is because it looks like we're trying to unload the mitzvah quickly, so it's not covered for the mitzvah. Nira Kamasoi. Taisvis in Ma'id Kant and Davches learns that the klal of Ein Oysin Mitzvahs Chavilas Chavilas is because it's a chasarn in the individual attention needed for each mitzvah. Shehei liboy panoi la mitzvah. Taisvis compares this to what we say, Ein ma'arvin simcha besimcha, regarding a chasana anyantif, that you don't do a chasana anyantif, because Ein ma'arvin simcha besimcha. Before we mention that the Gemara draws a distinction between a case where both saitas are being attended to by only one kain, and a case where each saita is being attended to by separate kainanim. As mentioned in Al-Hadaf, the Rishainim offer conflicting interpretations of this Gemara. Taisvis explains that the Gemara is saying that the only time there is a concern for Ein Aysen Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas is that there is just one kind attending to both Saitas. Taisvis says that when each site is being attended by different Kahanim, then there is no problem of Ein Aysen Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas since each kind is doing only one Mitzvah of administering the Saita drink. Taisvis elaborates further that even if one kind is not actually administering the two drinks exactly at the same moment, nevertheless, the rule of Ein Aysen Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas mandates that two saitas shall not simultaneously be standing and waiting in the Azara, the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, for the kind to attend to them. Taisus is of the opinion that merely lining them up together in weight of a mitzvah is also not proper and is considered a violation of Ein Eisen Mitzvahs Chavilus Chavilus, because this too gives the impression that the kind is rushing to finish his mitzvahs. The Rambam, however, as explained by the Karen Ira, interprets the Gemara in direct contrast to Taisus. He is of the opinion that specifically when there are two Kohanim attending to the saitas, there is a concern of Einais and Mitzvahs Chavilas Chavilas, since both mitzvahs are being performed at the exact same moment, albeit by separate Kohanim. The Rambam, being of the opinion that where each of the saitas are being attended to individually, even if it's by the same kind, that it is not considered Mitzvahs Chavilas, since the two mitzvahs are not being done simultaneously. The Mogad Avram, in Simon Kufmem Zayim, Sifyud Zayim, comments that this dispute between Taisvis and the Rambam has several practical halachic ramifications. He says that if there are two babies that are to be circumcised in the same shul by the same mile, that according to Taisvis, the two infants should not be brought into the shul at the same time. The rule of Ein Eisen Mitzvahs Chavilas Chavilas will require that the second infant not be brought into the shul before the mila of the first infant is completed. According to the Rambam, however, merely having both infants simultaneously awaiting their mila does not constitute a violation of Ein Eisen Mitzvahs Chavilas Chavilas as long as the two circumcisions are not actually performed simultaneously. On the other hand, if each infant is to be circumcised by a different male, then the Rambam will disallow both circumcisions to take place simultaneously. Whereas, according to Taisvis, since the circumcisions are not being performed by the same male, it does not constitute a violation of Einites and Mitzvahs Chavilas Chavilas, even if performed simultaneously. Another practical halachic ramification is in regard to the situation where we read from two Sifrei Taira on the same day. For example, when Rosh comes out on Shabbos. Arminic, as mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch, 
is to take out both Sifrei Torah from the Aaron Kaidish together. The Vilna Gain, however, knows that this minig is contrary to the Talmud Yerushalmi, Tzaita Perek Zayin, which states that due to the rule of Ein Oisin Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas, the second Sefer Torah should not be removed from the Aaron Kaidish until the first Sefer Torah is returned. The Mogen Avram, however, suggests that the Yerushalmi is in accordance only with Taisvis's approach, and therefore considers merely lining up both Sifrei Torah to be read by one Balkare to be a violation of Ein Oisin Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas. He says that our minig, however, is consistent with the position of the Rambam, that as long as the actual mitzvahs of reading the Torah are not performed simultaneously, in other words, both parshas are not read at the same time, then merely taking out both Sifrei Torah together do not constitute a violation of Einois and Mitzvahs, Chavilas, Chavilas. The next Mishnah. Hashem measures people how they measure themselves. For example, a Saita dresses up to do an Avera, so Hashem punishes her body. The Gemara. From the day the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Although Bezdin was discontinued, the four Mises of Bezdin still exist. For example, if a person was Mechuyiv and Skila, we don't actually kill him today because we can't do that. But rather, he'll fall off a roof or an animal will trample him, similar to what Skila would have been in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. These same coincidental type, so to say, Mises, would also apply to a person, Bizman Habayis, who evaded Mises Bezdin. The death will eventually catch up with him anyways. The Gemara in Sanhedrin explains that this Misa is actually good for a person, since it provides the necessary kapara for the chait. Daftes. The saita made her fingernails pretty, so her nails fall off. She brought her stomach close to him, so her stomach swells. The Gemara says in the dream that Yosef interpreted for the Sarah Mashkim, there were three cups, which were the reflections of three bad experiences Mitzrayim will have, the final one in the Yemais HaMashiach. The Gemara says the Rabbi Nishalayim doesn't mete out punishment to a nation until it is ready to go into exile and Hashem doesn't punish a person until his guilt reaches a full shear of satisfaction. If a person sets his eyes on things that don't belong to him, things which do belong to him will be taken away from him. For example, Kairach who wanted the kahuna, so he lost his life. The lesson is that each person has certain talents that he's given. He should use those talents to their fullest extent, and he should be happy with them. Next Mishnah. Shimshon went after the desires of his eyes. That's why the Pelishtim took out his eyes, Mida Kenegad Mida. There are many other examples that the Mishnah brings of Mida Kenegad Mida. But Mida Kenegad Mida not only applies to Einish, but to Schara as well. For example, since Yosef buried his father, he was Zeichet to be a Melech who was remembered as a very Chasheva person. And the Gemara says, If Delayla wasn't called Delayla, it would have been a perfect name for her, since she was Dildala. She overturned the heart of Shimshon. Dafyod. There were two very big mountains that Shimshin picked up and ground them together. Eventually, they took Shimshin out of prison and wanted to kill him. He was Misbal Takarish Barcho, and he was saved. Shimshin was so big and strong, there was a distance of 60 Amis between his two shoulders. And in fact, once he carried the gates of a city on his strong shoulders. Rabbi Yechanan says, Any person who is Mizana, he will have Mida Kenegad Mida. His wife will also be Mizana with someone else. He also said that Shimshin's name come from the name of Hashem, Kishemesh Umagen, as is written in Tilim. Yaakov Avinu thought that Shimshin was going to be capable of being the Mashiach. There were five people who were born with special powers and all suffered because of these powers, Shimshin, Shal, Tzitkiyahu, Avshalom, and Asa. Avram Avinu planted an orchard, an Eishel, near Beersheba, so people passing by would have food to eat. Others say he built an inn there. Chazal say Eshel, is equal to Achila, Shesia, and Levia. As Avram Avinu was Malava, the people, in and out. 
The Gemara says that Yehuda thought Tamar was a Zaina because she covered her face. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani said, Every daughter-in-law who is modest in her father-in-law's house will be Zaycha to have Melachim and Nevi'im. And in the end, David came out from Yehuda. Tamar didn't want to embarrass Yehuda because Noyach Lo Adam Shayapil It's better for a person to want to have himself thrown into a furnace of fire so that he shouldn't have to embarrass his friend publicly. Taisva says that the reason this mitzvah isn't listed amongst the Yaharag Vyayavar, we know that there are three things that a person must give up his life for, and The reason it's not listed there is because it's not found beferish in the Torah. Thigbar says Yehuda was such a tzaddik, he was Mekadashem Shemayim Barabim, so he was Zaycha, but the name of Akadash Baruch Hu is included in his name. And in fact, all the Malachim came from Yehuda. The Marsha asks, Yehuda was given his name at birth, wasn't given after he had the schus of being a tzaddik. So what's the pshah? The answer is the Imais had the Ruach HaKadosh to know that he would be this kind of a tzaddik, so they knew to give him the name Yehuda. The Arizal says that in every person's name, there are Birchei Hashem. Avshalom rebelled against his family via his hair. He was the perfect human being, and he had no mumin. And finally, the Gemara says that Avshalom eventually died by hanging from his own hair. David was very upset when this happened.